Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. We're going to move from Florida up to Clover, South Carolina. Angela Sloan is joining us from Sloan Financial. She is the CEO and founder of Sloan Financial Group. And our topic today is women and retirement planning. We all need to retire, and uh, we're going to talk with Angela about what are some of the fears that women have about retirement. So, Angela, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Uh, tell us a little bit about Sloan Financial. How'd you get into the industry, and who do you typically work with? Oh, well, I got into the industry 30 years ago when I had a very bad medical diagnosis and needed some money for medical bills and found out that at the ripe old age of 22, my life savings had been down the drain. And my life savings at that point was a whopping $14,440. So that put a bee in my bonnet, and I set out to save the world. So needless, needless to say, I never in my wildest imagination thought for a minute back then that the business would have grown into what it's grown into. In fact, I didn't even see it being a business. I was just out to save people. <laughs> well, good for you. Good for um, but you. We, we have grown into, uh, we have a client base of about 4,000. And there's really no uh, particular group that we work with. It's everything from the single mom to the new college graduate just starting out, all the way up to one of our larger clients who's probably worth 25 to 30 million. And it's any range in between. Um, so we're we're here to help anybody who wants to make a positive difference in their financial life. Well, you know, it's interesting that. Um, uh, women started working in the workplace uh, many years ago, but it, it's it's become significant, a significant group now as far as planning is concerned. And there are some differences between how women plan for their retirement and how men plan, aren't there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, some significant differences. Um, and you also have to look at the demographics of the women that, they're, you know, that the financial advisor is seeing today. Um, in fact, I just finished an appointment with a with a woman um, who is married, and her husband shares none of the finances with her. And I said, the best thing you can do is when he's at work, you go digging because you need to know where all of these things are. The average age of a widow is 59 years and four months. Hmm. Um, so statistically, ladies, you're going to be a widow, and you need to plan that if he, something happens to your husband, you need to know where everything is. I have even found myself in people's bedrooms with them after a husband dies, looking for checkbooks, looking for account statements, because they didn't have any idea where he kept things. Don't put yourself in that position. Make sure you know where everything is. The other thing that kind of amazes me is that women are hungry for the information, and they're great at handling the day-to-day finances because the women are usually the ones that are buying the groceries and clothing the children and you know, buying the furniture and all that. But when it comes to the long-range planning where they're looking at, uh, say, statistics and income projections and earnings projections, they have no interest in it whatsoever. And if you look at the demographics of the education, the majority of the bachelor degrees earned today are earned by women. 
so it, it's mm. it's kind of a, a there's a disconnect and, a, and it's kind of a mixed bag. Ladies, you need to know you're going to outlive your husband on average of 15 years, mm-hmm. and you you may be a dual inheritor. Right? You take that woman that's say 60 years old and she just became a widow. I just just had one of these a couple of weeks ago. Very, very good friend. Husband died of a aortic aneurysm at age 58. Leaves behind a 57-year-old widow. He had a business, so she's inheriting what he had. Has no idea how she's going to handle it. But she also has an elderly mother with about two million dollars that she's going to be inheriting probably soon because the mother's 92 years old. So a lot of times women are double inheritors, and they don't have a clue what to do with the money when they get it because they have not taken the time to educate themselves. Part of the reason is because when you're younger and you have the children and you have the job, you're busy, and you Mm -hmm. just don't have time to apply yourself. And if it's a married couple, the financial advisor is usually focused on the man, and he's kind of ignoring her. He's talking over her head, not realizing she's the one that's going to wind up being your client. But because of the way you've treated her, she's going to leave you within just a few months of that husband dying. So, ladies, I'm telling you, educate yourself, get on the ball, take the bull by the horns, know where all your all your assets are, and do some of your own planning because it's going to fall in your lap. Angela, I, like you, just recently had a client uh, at, and is actually a dear friend of mine, at age 56, have a massive heart attack and die, uh, who owned a business, and I'm dealing with his widow as well. And it's a very, very difficult situation because the the – you're, the world doesn't stop, but right. everybody's every, everybody's demanding information, and all you want to do is grieve. All you want to do is is go away and hide because you've just lost your husband or your your best friend. And it's it's really tragic that we have to keep pulling out um, information information and taking uh, this poor widow to attorneys and and having meetings and with accountants and all this type of stuff. I wish I had, and I'm sure you've said this many times. I wish I had a time machine that would go back about three months before my my uh, client died suddenly, and I could have worked for that three months on trusts and wills and lease agreements and instructions and all kinds of things. Do you find yourself in that situation often as well with what you're talking about? Oh, sure. And a lot of times it's it's situations like the one I met with today. Her husband is also a client, told him and told him and told him, you need to have a trust, and I've told him everything he needs to do. He won't do it because, A, he's invincible. He's not going to die. She's going to die first, according to him. And, two, he's not going to spend the money for that because what he needs, because of a lot of rental property and deeds that needs to be done, it would probably cost him to the tune of around $10,000 to get everything set up the way he should. I even showed him the comparison. Well, this is what's going to cost your estate if you don't. Nah, he doesn't care because he's not going to die first anyway. Yeah, people, <laughs> so people think they have the it all figured out. Me. And then, and then I, I'm sitting down I with agree. a widow going, why didn't he listen to me? What are, so, if, if, uh, if we could picture, not everybody has a vault, but uh, some people do, but let's use that as an analogy for uh, the file folder, the, the, the go-to place if something happens. What are the key documents or the things that everyone should have in that vault um, in case something happens? Well, in a lot of cases, there may be a trust. There may be more than one trust. You at least need a, a will or a pour of a will. You need a health care power of attorney. You need a durable 
power of attorney. You need your living will. And please, please have a list of all of your passwords to all of your websites, especially your financial websites for your banking and your, your investment, any type of financial websites that you use, as well as your Facebook, your LinkedIn, etc. Because whoever's taking care of your estate can't shut down your Facebook page or your LinkedIn page if they don't have the, have your password. And they need to be able to go in and, and shut down the access, the online access to your financial account. Because there's so much identity theft and fraud. Um, my husband got a call today about a car uh, loan application put in, and, and we're under LifeLock. LifeLock calls and says, you know, we, we've got a car application in your name. Is this you? And, of course, it wasn't. Mm. Um, so, you know, those type things happen all the time, but even more so when you're dead. So mm. you need to make sure that all of those things are together, whether it's in the safe and a lockbox, but where whoever is going to take care of your estate will know where to find those. Great tips. Great tips. The other uh, thing you know, is, you know, who's your home and auto insurance with? Who's your car insurance with? You know, because whoever's taking care of your stuff, they, they're going to have to, to go in and, you know, cancel the car insurance or, you know, take care of those type things in your when you're gone. Great tips. Great tips. So, uh, and if you're a business owner, of course, it gets even more complex. You need to have oh, yeah. at least some idea of what you would have wanted to say to someone to do with the business had you had the opportunity. A lot of times these, these are not conversation topics between couples. Now back to, uh, for, for women, um, why should a woman take control of her retirement even if she's married? Well, because, like I said, one, she, she statistically may be a widow. Two, she may be divorced. Um, and if either of those things happen, she needs to be able to take care of herself. Because either way, that spouse is going to be gone. Like I said, 70% of the wives in the baby boomer generation is going to outlive their husbands. And they're going to outlive that husband on average of 15 years. So she needs to be prepared to take care of herself. The other thing to be aware of is that right now, currently, only 31% of women are married. 31% of women are divorced. 45% of them are widowed. Mm. So... When you look at those statistics, ladies, you better be able to take care of yourself. All right, if your husband lives or you're happily married when you retire, hey, that's fine. That's great. But what if that doesn't happen? If you can take care of yourself, either way, you win. And I I, I raised my daughter. You be able to take care of yourself. You wind up with a good husband, that's great. But if you don't, hey, that's okay, too. Great point. Uh, so let's talk about Social Security for a moment because some of, a lot of our listeners are are getting close and they have a lot of questions about it. What's the best way for a woman to draw Social Security? That's a very complex question. In fact, that's a whole radio show in and of itself. Um, it depends on if is there an ex-spouse. It could be that she can draw more from the ex-spouse than from her own account. Um, I had that situation with my receptionist. Uh, she had been she had been widowed twice. She was that statistic of those women who had been widowed twice, and she was 60 years old. And in going back and doing the checking, her first husband died when he was only 38 years old, and so he he had been dead, you know, almost 30 years. And he was a doctor, so he, he had a high income, and she could actually draw more from him than she could her own Social Security account. But remember, she had two dead husbands, <laughs> so she could draw. She had three accounts to choose from there. She did not realize that she had she would have access to that first husband's account. That's money that would have been left on the table 
had we not been having a casual conversation about the statistics of women that have been widowed twice. And she raised her hand. I'm in that statistic. I'm 60 years mm. old. I've been widowed twice. The other thing is if you're divorced, as you could have remarried. You could have remarried and divorced or widowed again. But as long as you're not currently married when you turn 60 years old, you can draw from your ex-husband's Social Security account. It will have no effect on the amount he draws, and if he's currently married, that wife can also draw from him. I know of a situation where there's four women drawing on one man's account, and we wonder why there's no money in Social Security. <laughs> are you are you kidding me? That's that's incredible. So no. if what you said was if someone if a woman is not currently married at age sixty, they can go back and potentially draw from an ex-spouse Social Security right. account, even if he's that's remarried. Right. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's right, and only the, what this, the stipulation is that she had to have been married to him at least ten years. And when this happened with my receptionist, I asked her. I said, "Were you guys married ten years?" I knew he was the father of her two two daughters, and she said, "You know, I'm not sure if it was ten years." So they were married in New York. So I had her to contact that that county courthouse and get a copy of the marriage license. And lo and behold, they had been married ten years and two months. <laughs> So That's amazing. she was able to draw almost twice as much off him as she could her own Social Security account. So for her, and you know what she did? She she up and retired on me. That's what she did. She <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> well, so the the moral of the story is be be thorough, be inquisitive. You have to think about things a lot of different ways, and uh, and think about you know your and and take charge yourself. Take charge of your situation early on. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of information they can find out at your website. How do they find your website and get in touch with you there? Yes, it's the website is www.sloanfloanfinancial.net, um, and you can also call our office. It's one eight hundred two nine eight. Two eight nine two, and you know I really think the best, the biggest key here is getting a hold of somebody who does know the ins and outs and all the rules. Um, so you know, be mindful. You want somebody that understands the taxes and the tax implications. You want somebody who understands the Social Security system as well as the different types of investments that are available, and that's what makes us quite different. Where most of your brokers out there are not allowed to give tax advice, we are tax people. You know, we, we do about 1,600 tax returns every year. So you, you're getting the tax, the investment, the Social Security. You're getting everything rolled into one. Um, so I encourage you to, yes, check out the website, but also call us if you have questions. Well, just based on the information you shared with us today, it's it's clear that you have a unique niche and a, and a, a, wealth, a wealth of knowledge for our clients and our, our listeners out there. So, Angela, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. And I'd love to uh, talk more at some point about maybe we can get more in-depth into Social Security in a future interview. All right. That would be wonderful. Give you some you time. Have a to... wonderful day. I thank you. thank you for having me on. Thank you very much, Angela. It's been our pleasure. Uh, we'll catch you at the next, uh, the next opportunity. All right. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. Well, that's our show for today. Mike, that's our show for today. We really um, want to acknowledge and appreciate uh, Julie Tabazon for pulling everything together. It's been a tough week, but she's she's done a great job with it. We'll be back with you next time on Exacoach Radio. We're here for you, the private business owner, so that you can be well planned. 
You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 